This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Welcome to the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast, the Yokozuna of soccer podcasts. Yes! And our weekly look into Seattle Sounders FC, nerdy soccer culture, fan outrage, and an attempt to understand the hottest soccer league not funded by foreign royalty, MLS. We're your hosts. I'm Gregor. I do mornings on 1077 The End. He's been in the locker room, on the pitch, and in the stats booth at CenturyLink Field. Welcome, Brandon from the internet. Hi. Uh, hi. <laughs> Do us a quick solid and click on through to Apple Podcasts. Give us a rating, even if you're De- a Muppet like Brandon. Yeah, definitely two stars. I mean, five stars. Definitely five stars. <laughs> How dare you steal my joke? Damn you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Primarily, leave us a comment. We just want to know your favorite ever Seattle Sounders FC player. Yeah, from the player who you thought that they should have protected to the player that you don't care that gets picked in the expansion draft. This week, the big old cup of hangover, Sounders FC, take on the expansion draft in a battle for the afterglow had to end sometime slash immediately. Oh. That's sad. Uh, First of all, I'd like to just start this off with a very important programming note. It's the end of the season, the postseason podcast party. Hooray! We're going to be getting together on Saturday, recording now on a Monday. So this Saturday, the 23rd, Flatstick Pub, Pioneer Square. It's important. They've got three of them in the greater Seattle area. Don't go to the one in Spokane, okay? That's going to be a disaster. We will not be there. That's here in Pioneer Square at the Flatstick Pub. We're going to be hanging out, drinking beers, and having an overall good time on Saturday, 3 p.m. There's absolutely no catch to this. It's free to get in because it's just a bar. We're just going to have the back room because they were nice enough to give it to us. There will be beers, I'm sure. You don't have to drink beers. 21 and over. I do ask that you get home safely and drink responsibly because those are important things to say to people when you invite them to a beer drinking event and you're associated with a major media (laughs) conglomerate. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) Now, the question, Brandon, that you pose here is, will you be as drunk as Harry Ship? I assume that you mean at the parade, not just in general. Yeah, it, he. Uh, I, I. I first didn't notice it, and then somebody on Twitter said something as I've never been as drunk as Harry Ship is right now, and uh, and then as soon as I saw it, and they called his name as he walked across the stage uh, to as one of the few players. It, it's like the rapture happened, and only the Sounders who have sinned so bad were left behind to go attend the parade. Like the guy that's drinking booze out of a Starbucks cup at a parade. Yeah. So like they announced Harry Ship, you know, most of the players uh, had walked across the stage uh, across like the medium level stage to the big stage and, you know, threw their arms up and been celebrated by the by the thousands of or hundreds of fans. I don't know how many people were there. I didn't go. Um, And Harry Ship walked across and instead of like throwing his arms up, he was holding a coffee cup that I am sure was full of. I don't know. He's he's younger than me for loco, probably. (laughs) 
Now, that is wild speculation, but also 100% true, right? That's that's how this works? <laughs> yeah, I don't want to like disparage the guy. Maybe he's just sad that he knew he was getting uh, left unprotected on the expansion draft and he didn't want to be celebrated. Or, or wild theory, it could just be coffee. <laughs> That's that. That's probably it. Maybe he. That's why he was drinking it, is because he was very, very sleepy. Okay, here we are. Though we're the final. This is like the final podcast of the year. I feel like this is the final chance that we get to have a valid reason to podcast. And so I would like to start it off with a question for you on this very important final podcast of the uh, of the 2019 season. Do you want to hear something sumo related or some pee stuff? Uh. I'm going to go with sumo. I'm, I've had too much weirdness for today. <laughs> so there I was watching day nine of the Kyoshu Basho with my cat Peanut. And the cat is like glued to the TV. And not like figuratively where they like stand next to the TV and they hit it with their paws. He's like sitting like a fat ass on like this bundle of blankets right next to me. And his face, as the sumo wrestlers are fighting, he's just like flicking his head back and forth watching. I think I found his inspiration for why he is so fat. He wants to do sumo against Shaggy, my other cat. <laughs> cat sumo. That's it's like a wiener dog racing, right? But the cat version where they fight. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. I just want to point this out. At the podcast party, I've added something new to all the descriptions. There's also a great chance on day 14 of 15 of sumo to be able to really recap what's happening. So if you've been brushing up, then uh, we can get into it there at the podcast party, okay? So are you saying that the last day of sumo is the day of the podcast party? It'll be that night. Oh my gosh. Yeah. We could not have planned this any worse. We are way too early in the day. <laughs> well, when this, I, this podcast party should be a sumo watch party. When I say night, I mean it's like 1.30 a.m. when they show it. So, <laughs> Okay. Oh, fair. Valid point. Joke news out of the way. I mean, sumo's no joke because I'd hate to be belly crushed by Hakuho. But we got to talk about serious Sounders business today. Ex- wait, 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 wait. Stop real quick. Yeah. Y- y- joke news aside, I do want to hear the pee stuff still. <laughs> oh, good. I'm up. <laughs> I just needed like a, a palate cleanser with a little bit of sumo. Nothing like some sweaty fat guy and pussy stories to really get you get you there for the pee <laughs> stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh We're potty training a toddler right now, and my God, the amount of pee that has been all over everything in my life this week has been crazy. I can't wait to get to the podcast party just to get away from a creature that's continually peeing his pants. (laughs) It's like I was excited to go to work at four this morning, so I was like, well, daycare's problem. (laughs) Joke's on you. Scuba Steve will still be there. (laughs) Ah, damn it. No one give him any liquid. All right, serious news, though. On Tuesday, that's tomorrow, recording this on Monday, so this is all irrelevant. Great, (laughs) as usual. The expansion (laughs) draft is happening, and Seattle Sounders, like everyone else, stand to potentially lose a player. Now, set us up on some new teams and whatnot here, Brandon. Yeah, so here's what's happening. Uh, This year, or actually, so 2020, two new teams in MLS are going to start play. That's Nashville Soccer Club, who have a terrible, terrible crest. Uh, (laughs) They're a team that were in the USL and are um, moving to MLS, and their crest in the USL was awesome, and their crest now looks like a stop sign uh, and a bad one at that. Then you also have <laughs> Miami, who has a dope crest and is uh, owned by, uh, which all of this obviously does not matter, but it's interesting to me. Uh, D- 
David is owned by David Beckham partially. I think also by some international conglomerate, possibly some foreign royalty. I think we need to look deeper into that. Sure. Um, so these two teams are entering the league, and as any new team enters the league, they have to build a roster. Uh, that roster is built with yes players that they sign from overseas, uh, just the same way that the Sounders would sign a player. However, a bulk of their roster is built. Uh, through the expansion draft. And what that means is that they go through and um, pick players from other teams who are left on their unprotected list. What that means is that the Sounders, among all of the other teams who have not been picked up, uh, picked from in the last year, when the last two teams entered the league, um, the Sounders get to go through and pick 12 players that are protected, meaning that the two new teams who are coming in cannot pick a player from that list. The Sounders have 12 players that cannot be chosen, in addition to the five homegrown players uh, that also cannot be protected. That does include... Wait, 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 that Moore. cannot be protected? Oh, sorry. They, they, you don't have to... The Sounders don't have to use uh, protection slots for them. They get 12. They don't have to use them for their homegrown players because they're automatically protected. Okay, so let me see if I understand this. We get to pick 12 people. Those guys can't be stolen. Right. Additionally, homegrown players up to five can't be stolen too, right? All any homegrown player. So if the Sounders whole roster was built out of homegrown players, they would uh, not be able to be taken. Okay, great. So the players, here's a list of the players who the Sounders decided the Nashville and Miami cannot choose. Okay. okay now, okay. So um the, important to ask here, can the were the rules when people do choose players like can only one guy be taken total? Yeah, yeah. So, so say the very so there's five rounds of this total, which means uh, uh, in the, the the two teams, Nashville and Miami, alternate between who picks, and uh, in those five rounds, each team gets a pick. So that's ten total picks. Now the Sounders cannot lose like all of the guys who are on their exposed list, the guys who were not protected. Mm-hmm. So the Sounders can only lose one of those players, and as soon as that happens, uh, the Sounders are out for the round. Okay. So at okay. most, this is like something that I've seen a lot of people freaking out about on the internet. At most. Only one person can get chosen. People exactly. that are safe, though. Let's hear that. Yeah, so the players who uh, you do not have to worry about leaving are Javier Arriaga, Jordi DeLem, Stephen Fry, Jovan Jones, uh, Kim Kihee, Nuhu, Kelvin Leardham, Nico Ladero, Christian Roldan, Raul Rui Diaz, Brad Bradsmith, and Goose Gustav Svensson. Wow, that's really interesting because that would suggest to me then that those players are coming back for next season. Some it's people- super weird, right? Like Brad Brad Bradsmith, we keep hearing, uh, is possibly on his way back to England or he would like to be on his way back to England. Sure, sure. And um, knew who there's been rumors about him going to France. There's been rumors about uh, Kim Ki-hee going to play in like Saudi Arabia or something like that. Um, so yeah, I, I went to his Twitter. You were like, he's posting messages like he's going to leave. I went to his Twitter. I didn't pick up on that. I thought it was safe. Well, what's what's funny is that he'll post picture or he'll post uh, things that are like "Thank you, Seattle," and it almost looks like he's leaving. But I think it's just a language barrier. He's just actually yeah. saying "Thank you." Uh, maybe he doesn't uh, see the like "Thank uh, you, great fans." <laughs> right, "Thank you, great fans." It's been it's been real, right? Uh, but what's funny is if you go to his Instagram and you look at all of his posts, nothing that he does suggests that he's leaving. But the Instagram comments are full of players, uh, full of fans from the one club that he's rumored to be going to in Saudi Arabia, uh, being like, "We can't wait! Like we're so <laughs> excited! Come to here! Like wherever we are, I don't know. It's like I can't pronounce any of those names sure. probably." 
Um, anyway, but like Brad Bradsmith is the one that that uh, jumps out to me because when I was putting together a draft list of this, just to think like what would the Sounders do here, I didn't put him on the list because I assumed that. As soon as his contract was up, uh, Bournemouth, who he's on loan from with Seattle, was going to want him back, uh, and maybe not to 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 play him, but to sell him on to another English club or to sell him on to a, a higher tier team that was more willing to pay uh, that club a lot of money for the type of salary that he commands. The Sounders did not want to pay the whatever I think it's like six million dollar transfer fee to to keep him in Seattle when his loan expired. Uh, then they got a loan extension, so. Anyway, all that is to say uh, that I was not expecting him back, but the fact that they used one of these protected slots on him makes me think that there's something in the works behind the scenes. Okay, so <laughs> that's crazy to me because imagine if you're a guy like uh, a couple names that didn't come up there. Imagine you're a guy like Harry Ship or Will Bruin or something like that, and your name isn't on that protected list, and there's people on there that aren't coming back. you got to be like, what the hell, bro? <laughs> What's going on here? Now, before we move on to those guys, I want to know if there's anyone you would give up from the list like that you wouldn't protect that's on that list, assuming that everyone does come back, that Brad Bradsmith is back next year. Who on that list would you perhaps let go? That's a really good question. I think that there's two that come to mind. Um, one I'm less sold on. Jordy Delem is the first one who, uh, when, when you look at it at first, you're like, one of these things is not like the other. He didn't start much throughout the year. Uh, the only time that he did was when the Sounders were basically in dire straits and needed warm bodies on the field. And uh, Jordy Delem was a guy that that was often chosen to fill the defensive mid spot when Christian Roldan and Gustav Svensson were both with their respective national teams. Um, but the reason I, I hesitate on that is because he was clutch uh, down the stretch for the Sounders in the playoffs. Uh, he made a, he made a ton of appearances off the bench for the team and, and played really well. Didn't look like he and he's still young, uh, so I think that he could grow into be a really good, uh, maybe not a Gustav Svensson replacement, but a player that you're not going to have too big of a drop off uh, from Gustav when he moves on in probably a year. Uh, yeah. And then the one that I would say that I would give up from this list, which might be a little bit more controversial, and but I think you'll agree with me, is Javier Arriaga. 100%. That's the first name on the list and the first one where I'm like, get out of here. It's I, I just don't... I don't believe that there's not a better center back out there for the same price as him. And granted, I don't know the ins and outs of soccer economics, but I can't believe that there isn't a better center back out there uh, that you could get to fill that spot to play alongside Kim Ki Hee, uh, and ooh, we ha- we, have, we haven't even talked about Roman Torres yet. Uh, but I I don't know. I Ariaga and Kim at the back does not give me a whole lot of confidence, and the 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 wild card there is Ariaga. So let's look at the list of people who are exposed to be picked up. Uh, it was crazy. I went to that last week of training before the MLS Cup, and Abdul Salam. That guy hustles in practice. He's got a really crisp touch. He's like a like a big sturdy dude. Like I was really surprised that he couldn't find more time on the field this year. Uh, I don't know if that's like a personnel thing or if he like a personal thing uh, where he doesn't necessarily gel with the team or something like that. Because he looked great in all the training I saw. Uh, Will Bruin coming off a year-ending ACL injury, so of course that like I could see why. That would be an interesting guy to put out there to be like, sure, go ahead if you want a guy with an ACL injury, but then knowing that hopefully he won't get picked up and keep him as an asset up front, especially like if you pair him 
alongside a Raul Rui Diaz, Rui Diaz, who is like the opposite player from him. Um, Harry Ship, that's a scary one. Justin Dillon played seven minutes, uh, which is interesting. This is such a G move right here. Chad Marshall, they put a retired guy <laughs> up as an exposed player. That's the best. I wonder if he still was he out of contract at the end of the season or? I, I think that technically their contracts end, but um, and I don't know the inner machinations of the sound of like MLS rules because they're very insane. Um, but I think that if you own a player's rights and they were the most recent player on your roster, yeah. uh, even though I think that he would technically be a free agent, um, if they signed him he or if they chose him because they're idiots, um, <laughs> that he would, I, I think that he would still be able to negotiate his, his, uh, actually, I, I have no idea to be honest. I think that if they chose him and offered him the salary that the Sounders were going to offer him, uh, or the most recent salary that he made, he would still be able to say, nah, I'm a free agent now. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, Brian Meredith, uh, what's Jonathan Campbell, who was here for two seconds, Sacchini, uh, rumored to have attitude problems, it says here. Was he in Schmetzer's doghouse there? Because he showed up and never did jack. Yeah, I've, I, I, this is only rumors, but um, I've heard that when he, the last club that he came from before he joined the Sounders, he uh, apparently had some attitude problems and the coach didn't like him there. And it sounds like similar things are happening in Seattle. Uh, and after I wrote this, I realized it was kind of funny. There was a old business in Seattle uh, run by Brian Schmetzer's dad called Schmetzer's Sports House. And uh, now I think that they should rename one for Genie called Smetzer's Doghouse. Would they sell dogs or hot dogs? That's my question. Just think about oh, it'd be, that. It would be like a Seattle dog uh, competitor. I feel oh, like. I gotcha. Some cream yeah. cheese in there. It sounds good. Oh, man. We got to start this business. <laughs> I don't understand the call on Rodriguez. Victor Rodriguez, so clutch, coming off the bench. Guy was hurt all the time. I know he wants to go back to Spain, but that's a tough one for me to wrap my brain around because if someone else gets him, that's a problem. If, if, it, was an, if it was about living in a different city for him, like a, um, if he ended up and found his... I'm just saying, generically speaking, if he ended up and found his way onto an NYCFC and got to live in Manhattan, that would be pretty dope for him. Maybe it'd be enough to keep him around, and that would be tough as an opponent. I don't necessarily like the fact that he's not protected. Alex Roldan... Uh, Silva was just a like he just played a role. He just came in to help with a with a hurt Will Bruin and no offense. They just brought him in, right? As kind of like a stopgap. Yeah, yeah. Silva was a, kind of at those the time when Will Bruin was out, uh, Raul Ruiz Diaz was out, and um, and basically all of the forwards were either with national teams and not that our forward depth was that deep to begin with. Yeah. Silva was kind of like a hardship signing when the Sounders were only putting like 16 people on a roster per game. Now, this is the one that I, that like blows my mind. I know he's been a troublesome character and I have made many jokes at his expense this year. I'm sorry. I'm not sorry, actually. I enjoy doing it every time. <laughs> Roman Torres, star central defender, a guy who shows up and gets big in big games on the exposed list here. He's not being protected by Seattle Sounders FC. That's crazy to me, dude. I think this one's uh, a bit of gamesmanship from Loggerway and uh, Brian Schmetzer. I think that, um, first of all, Roman Torres is already making uh, like three-quarter million dollars and uh, is, you know, when when, a, when an expansion team picks the player, they have to offer him the um, the same salary that they were making at their previous club. 
So I don't think anybody's going to want to take him at the number that he's at, especially when he said that he wants to stay in Seattle. And if he doesn't stay in Seattle, he'll most likely move back to his former club, uh, Mil- Milanaros, uh, which is where he came from. So I think that this is one of the Sounders. Uh, this is the Sounders putting it out there and just saying, look, you can take him, but you're probably not going to get him even if you do. Interesting. It's kind of like a free move on their part to be able yeah. to protect I think that. it's a similar thing with uh, with Victor Rodriguez. I don't think that um, anybody's going to pick him. There, there was a recent article in The Athletic. If you don't subscribe to The Athletic, there's some really then good don't. stuff on there. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, then don't. <laughs> then don't. Uh, there's a good article on there. Steal uh, Greg's login like I did. Oh, by the uh, way, that ends here on Black Friday, just so you know. <laughs> okay. Because I did not I- renew. Oh, crap. I'm going to have to steal somebody. If you have a login and you want to DM it to us at full 90 extra time. <laughs> so so I can keep reading articles on The Athletic. There's a really good article on The Athletic right now, and it talks about the Sounders season. Um, and it specifically talks about Victor Rodriguez. Uh, and this season has been particularly difficult. I think something that we didn't know that was happening in the background is that uh, when he first came to Seattle uh, in 2017, him and his wife had a kid pretty much immediately. And her name is Astrid. And since then, she has been in and out of the children's hospital with some sort of illness that he didn't uh. want to disclose. So I think that uh, they've been here away from family with like a very sick child for um, two years now at this point. I think that they're uh, most likely wanting to move back to Spain, not just because of the soccer. Uh, I don't think he loves the climate here. And he also has a kid, uh, a sick kid, and isn't anywhere near family to support him. So, oh, my God. That's awful. Yeah, it, it kind of painted a whole new picture for me on not that I was ever like a guy gets injured. You can't do too much about that. No, he just never, um, he just he never locked himself in for that. He just never locked himself in into the fan culture here. He was never like a guy that people were getting up for. You know what I mean? He just never yeah. had the opportunity. And you could totally understand perhaps why. Like you say, when he's hurt all the time, sure, that's one thing. And if you got a distraction that puts your professional life into perspective, like, yeah, man, what a great opportunity to play soccer professionally into your 30s. But like a sick kid nullifies everything else. Yeah, that's nothing's bigger than that. Yeah, and so for a guy to like still show up big in that MLS Cup final and, and deliver and still to do that a few times here and there, all while fighting injuries and all while worrying about this child that I don't know anything about until now like that's man that hurts my heart for him I think if it so go ahead 100% go back to whatever you got to do yeah I think uh one thing that that you know I always wondered what the a was when he was celebrating his goals every time he scored for the sounder so like whatever six total times <laughs> every time he he did the a with his fingers it was a for Astrid his daughter so it the whole thing is just shows that kind of like his entire priority the time he was here was like taking care of his child which uh, you cannot blame a guy for wanting to go home in the midst of, of dealing with that back to the back to the roster and and what what, what we think will happen what well actually as i as i was writing this to get down uh, so we could talk about it there were a couple things that uh, i thought were super interesting one is that 10 out of the 11 uh guys who started in the mls cup final are protected roman torres who we talked about uh is one of those exclusions the other one is jordan morris who we all are also talked about he's automatically protected as a homegrown player as are uh, alfonso acampo chavez danny leva hidwala buona trey muse none of those guys are going to get picked uh roman torres could get picked but it's unlikely um, the person or people that I would say that we should be most concerned about losing are Will Bruin, but more likely Harry Ship. Now, wait, but only one can be selected, right? 
Exactly. So I think that when it comes down to it, if one of those, if, if anybody's going to get selected, it's going to be one of those two guys. Okay, but only one. Only one. And then what happens if one gets selected? So as soon as, as uh, in my opinion, Harry Ship gets selected in whatever <laughs> round it is, yeah. uh, the Sounders are frozen, so nobody else gets to pick from them. And then they also receive from the league, I guess, $50,000 in uh, Monopoly money or <laughs> general allocation money uh if that happens no no no, no. it is monopoly money now <laughs> it might as well be Who knows? no one understands it no one actually understands monopoly this is the i don't think analogy. the players get it like it goes straight to the team like it might as well be fixed it, it, it's bitcoin as far as my as far as i'm concerned <laughs> another thing that i don't understand completely. how many bitcoins does it cost for a new who per season <laughs> What's the conversion rate between Bitcoin and Nuhu? <laughs> Nuhu coin. Oh, that is a new uh, that is a new <laughs> digital currency that we need to get behind. Let me just plug it in here into the generator, and at just over eight Bitcoin, eight thousand dollars per coin, Nuhu is worth ten point three nine Bitcoin a season. <laughs> that is depressing. Uh, you know, I just learned that Bitcoin is more valuable than I thought it was. <laughs> wow. that's Or knew who is less valuable than I thought he was. I don't know. All right. It is that time of the season. The Seattle Sounders FC have made it as far as they can go by winning the freaking cup again. Second time in four years. We obviously all know that. Still running that kind of like post MLS cup hangover. It's a real fun time. And it's a good time to be a soccer fan right now if you're in Seattle. Especially if you host a podcast like we do. Full 90 Extra Time Podcast would like to introduce the Full 90 Extra Time Podcast End of Season Awards. Some sort of fanfare music should play here. Yes, that is it. Ah, it feels great. So, we take a look back on the 2019 season and we hand out the awards that we found to be the most important. Let's start first with something that's very important. Let's just start with the MVP award. The most valuable player for Seattle Seattle Sounders. Seattle, Seattle Sounders? <laughs> Seattle Sandals? I think I said Sandals in there. Seattle Sandals <laughs> FC. Head to, uh, head to Tucson. <laughs> the February. Seattle Sandals most valuable player <laughs> is... In my opinion, Jordan Morris. I haven't seen his foot tan, but I'll, we'll see about that. The Seattle Sandals. <laughs> Sandals, Jamaica. There was the Ast- Astrid thing earlier, and I'm like trying to not make Michael Scott jokes because it's I a know. serious thing about a kid. And now we're at Sandals, Jamaica. <laughs> next thing you know, we're all banging Jan, and here we go. Let's- Again. <laughs> Jordan Morris, you say most valuable player for Seattle, huh? Yeah, I think uh, the way that he played this season, I think you could always make the case that Nico Ladero is the most valuable player for Seattle, just given that he, uh, when he's out, the Sounders can't win, and when he's in, they do. Uh, but Jordan Morris, given the season that he had, uh, I think it was like a enlightenment uh, to see him playing, uh, not just as somebody put it really well, he wasn't just a converted uh, a striker converted winger who was playing well on the wing because he's fast. He turned into like a tried and true uh, winger out there who was scoring goals, getting assists, playing with his left foot, which was a revelation. And playing uh, defense. And playing defense uh, most of the time. So I think that that was a uh, a great season for Jordan Morris. Probably uh, one of, without him, I think the Sounders lose a lot of goal production. Uh, and he was the second highest score, goal scorer on the team this season, With probably what, only four? behind Kelvin Leardham. 
Oh, that's good. You got like a dumb laugh out of me. That's the best. <laughs> uh, so from the most valuable player to the most valuable underage player, it's the Bud Light Virgin Lima Rita Young Player of the Year. Uh, this is an easy one. It has to be Danny Leva, right? Yeah, I think so. Despite not playing that much, he he stepped in at a clutch time for the Sounders. There was a, a run of games where he was the starting defensive mid and uh, the Sounders were not conceding very many goals. Next to Jordy Delem. Next to Jordy Delem. And, and next to that, uh, uh, beyond that, he, he basically scored his first professional goal only to have it called back. But the goal that he scored that was called back, unfortunately, that was undeserved was ridiculous and beautiful and uh, was a travesty that it was pulled. So Danny Leva is your Bud Light Virgin Limerita Young Player of the Year. Up next, we have the award for Most Korean. <laughs> uh, everybody on three, say it. One, <laughs> two, three. Kim Ki-hee. Yeah. Exactly. Okay, good. Uh, it can also be the most improved Korean and least improved Korean. Kim Ki-hee. <laughs> you win them all. And now the award for Best Hamstrings. I'm going to also say Kim. Oh, why do you say that? Uh, if we're going with best hamstrings, uh, he played more minutes than any other field player this season, including Christian Roldan, who has been the Sounders Ironman for a long time. I so Kim played more minutes than anybody else on the team. I should ask my wife that because she's fond of looking at butts. Um, and from the seats that we have, I should have asked her who had the nicest hamstrings. This is an opportunity missed. Uh, that being said, the worst hamstrings award goes to... I feel like we can't on this guy anymore but victor rodriguez yeah i mean his hamstrings are terrible yeah How about and the- all of his other muscles <laughs> <laughs> except for the one that scored the second goal the game-winning goal and then lost between Sorry. two guys that he went flying through and landed and ran away that was amazing yeah uh, throw up that a brother that's awesome uh worst at drug testing <laughs> uh well i'm gonna go and say uh that roman torres ran away that with this one <laughs> ain't nobody else get kicked out of the league for 10 matches yeah roman torres our biggest boy he might have been the best in the league i think i just called him torres like a ford torres <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm imagining that the roman torres is like a uh it is a modified ford torres that is just lifted and jacked up on huge wheels <laughs> just plays jingle bells that's the only song i can play it's amazing <laughs> Of course, we already know the winner of the next award. It's the most goals by a Dutch player. It's the Golden Clog. Yeah, your boy, your Dutch boy, Kelvin Leerdam. The team leading scorer, Kelvin Leerdam. <laughs> we know that that stat isn't correct, but we prefer it that way. Who do you see as best off the bench, Brandon? Uh, I actually get serious with this one, and I would say the the two, I had it narrowed down to two people. It was either Jordy DeLem, who we talked about coming off the bench and being massive for the Sounders down the stretch, mm-hmm. uh, but also, more importantly, when the Sounders needed him most, the Victor Harry, Rodriguez. <laughs> well, that is definitely uh, not uh, something I thought about, but <laughs> Harry Ship. <laughs> sure, Harry Ship. When I think when Victor Rodriguez was available, he was he was obviously the guy you needed off the bench. How and, did we hand out buttons at the match that said "Holy ship" and not ones that said anything about the seamen? God, we're idiots! Oh. Opportunity missed <laughs> because I felt a lot more comfortable putting a halo over Harry Ship than I felt putting anything that had the word "seamen" on it. If uh, if Harry Ship is your best off the bench, who do you think the best on the bench was? 
<laughs> given their rivalry between Harry Ship and this person, yeah. best on the bench award, Brian Meredith. <laughs> Considering uh, he probably sat on the bench more than anybody else. He probably got really good at it. Totally unrelated. Who do you have for worst keeper? Uh, I'm going to say the worst goalkeeper. Not because I have any empirical data to go off of this. Knew who. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm just imagining New Who playing uh, goalkeeper, and it's <laughs> really funny, but also not very good at goalkeeping. A nod back to what you just mentioned: uh, best bromance. Uh, best bromance. I'm going to say Harry Ship and Brian Meredith. <laughs> now explain all those, that. All those bit. Jordan Morris fans, uh, Jordan Morris and Christian Roldan fans can uh, can tune out, except for that one chick who's mad that people use that. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, Okay, your uh, the award for best Kendall goes to New Who action figure legs himself, New Who Tolo player worth ten point three nine Bitcoin, New Who <laughs> at best ragdoll, uh, New Who. Oh, look at that! He's is that is that four? Cleaning him up. Play? Wow, he might be our. Whew, we gotta I've gotta do some math here while we finish this up. All right, the award for biggest boy. Uh, new who? No, Roman Torres. <laughs> Dude, I saw him at training. I know I keep talking about this training, but it was fascinating to see this. He and Kim Kihi standing next to each other. Roman Torres is like his calves are like three Kim Kihis. It's berserk how like big that boy is. The greatest thing about Roman Torres is big calves. That he drives that it- a Roman Torres. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's that Roman Torres is able to have a massive calf, which allows him to paint like three more. <sighs> tattoo portraits of famous pictures of Roman Torres on them. If you're an elite athlete in 2019, skin space for tattoos is important. So It is important. He has a big neck too. Are we totally sure that he's filled all of his neck tattoo space? I have not checked. We'll have to go back to the books and find out. Maybe he would have been on the protected list with more neck tattoos. Protect your neck! <laughs> The award for handsomest soccer player for Seattle Sounders FC. This is a contentious award, Brandon. Who do you have? I will defend to my dying day for now that the handsomest Sounders FC player of 2019 was Kim Kihee. Also the most Korean. (laughs) It works out that way, doesn't it? Now, here's the problem is that... (sighs) Kim Kihee is so stylish, so ripped... Such a handsome guy. Great jawline. But god damn it, Good when Jordy DeLim is walking off the pitch and he gives that like finger guns to the camera and a wink, damn. Oh, and he's got that French accent. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> That's what they should call that segment for sure. And the potentially drunkest at a parade, <laughs> that award goes to... Gotta go to your boy Harry Ship. Wow, I can't believe it. The guy taking home the most silverware is a beloved, beloved figure on this podcast who doesn't quite get the minutes that we want, but comes off the bench storming onto the pitch. No one makes me more simultaneously worried that we're getting an instant red card or going to kick the ball beyond Jupiter. It's New Hutolo. He deserves every single award. All right, one more time for the 2019 season. TLDL, too long, didn't listen. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Oh, they're having a rebrand in the offseason. Uh, 
TLDL Seattle Sandals. <laughs> Seattle Sandals FC returning to a beach near you. <laughs> uh, TLDL time to invest in Nuhu coin. <laughs> it's worth at least $65,000. $85,000, man. He got a, quite the pay raise this year. <laughs> quite. Uh, too long, didn't listen. Protect your neck tattoo. <laughs> uh, you got to save room for stars. Oh. Yeah, so uh, if you haven't left room on your neck for a sweet star neck tattoo, <laughs> now is the time. <laughs> you have to leave room for like any future stars that happen also. <laughs> Can you tattoo over other tattoos? Like if you get stars, is that a thing? <laughs> guess I should ask someone with more than two. Yeah. I've got three. No, I'm just saying that like... Oh, I see. We're, we're not a plethora of <laughs> tattoo Ooh. knowledge here, so... Yeah. All right, good times. So, real quick, one more time. TLDL, too long, didn't listen, in case you're just tuning in somehow. It's a podcast. I don't know how that would happen. But we are having a season-ending, a post-season podcast party at the Flatstick Pub in Pioneer Square. God, I got so many peas into that. I'm so stoked about that. It's on Saturday. That's the 23rd. It's this Saturday, if you're listening, kind of real-time-ish. And we will be... Enjoying ourselves some beers and some duffel board and some mini golf. We'll be in the sunset room. Again, it's the Flatstick Pub, Pioneer Square. 3 p.m. is when it starts. We'll be wrapped up by 6, they tell us, because of the Coog game starting. They'll need the space. That's fine. I get it. But uh, they're super cool. They were nice enough to lend us their space to be able to come and do this. So we'd love to see you out there. Do me a favor. If you are going to come, a couple things. One, get home safely. That's really important to us. Uh, two, could you like holler at us on the internet so we have any idea how many free buttons to make people? Because I'd rather show up with not enough for everybody and be like, yeah, this went really great. But if I only bring like six <laughs> and we'd have leftover, boy, that'll be awkward. We can just like hide them in the uh, bottom of the mini golf cups. And it'll be the shame will already be on us though, Brandon. Yeah. It's the People go to golf and they reach in. They're like, what the? <laughs> Ow, something stabbed me. What the hell is this crap? This is a podcast. You got <laughs> Well, see you Saturday. <laughs>